Welcome to the SN Sport Extra Time Podcast, sponsored by Askew Brook. We make the web do more and powered by Grandon Graphics. Hello there and welcome to episode 7 of the SN Sport Extra Time Podcast, sponsored by Askew Brook. Here at SNHQ, dragged him fresh from his shift at Plackies at the Dream Factory, Michael Coulson. How are we doing? Yeah, I'm all right, Dan. Thanks. Um, feeling a bit tired after a hard uh, week's graft, but yeah. Hard uh, week's graft. And uh, looking forward to this, yeah. Good stuff. How was work today? Uh, yeah, right? it was hard. Yeah, I was cleaning a few floors and oh, some windows and that. So yeah, living the dream. Mate. At the Dream Factory. Yeah. Um, we had loads of questions sent this week. Thanks to everyone for sending the questions in. So usually I waffle around a bit for the start, but I think we'd better crack on if I'm being honest, because we've had loads in. We'll be here all day. Um, conscious of your time. First question from Stuart Welsh. Having played for the old club, did you find it weird at all to come back and play for Scarborough Athletic? Um, no, I don't think so. I think a lot of a lot of familiar faces still involved with the uh, with the new club who were at the old club as well. So I sort of it felt like I was just coming home really. Um, disappointing that obviously you're not coming home to the McCain Stadium, but yeah, yeah, it's not dwell on that. It's a good great setup they've got now. Um, yeah. yeah, so it was it was just nice just to come back and. So it felt felt at home straight away. Yeah. How did the move come about then? Uh, yeah, good question that one. I mean, I sort of obviously didn't go to plan it up in Scotland, and you know I had another year on my contract up there, and the uh, the manager didn't want me there, and I didn't want to be there, so we ended up sort of coming to an agreement to get out of my contract, right. which was good in a way because I don't know if people know, but when you play football, that's probably how you make your money. It, yeah. As daft as it sounds, if you play shit or have a shit season you make money from getting paid off your contract yeah. so this was the first time it ever happened to me I'd always sort of seen all my contracts out so yeah, yeah. basically offered me a fair amount of money to leave and I was like well brilliant see you later I'm going <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know I, it, as the summer months come I, there was a lot of clubs saying yeah come train with us you need to show that you're fit because you've missed quite a lot of football over yeah, the last yeah. couple of years like so like I don't know there was a few like Torquay, Eastley, a few other teams a bit closer and they were like you can come down and train and I was like do you know what I was like I was I think I was 29 at the time we just had a little boy um I think Rachel might have even been pregnant again we needed a bit of help from family and stuff and I was just sat sat at home one day and I thought do you know what I, I'm just gonna text Martin I wish I text Martin I said right. Kittrick's number and I just texted him. I can still remember where I was when he rang me I was in walking on Lock Leaven's ladder in Scotland <laughs> And Kittrick rang me and he just, you know, I never, I never met him before. I never spoke to him before. I was in, he come across all right, and I thought, do you know what? I think it could be time just to go home. And so I said to Steve, and I think Trevor rang me after. I said, look, if you can sort me a job out as well as the football, which will yeah. sort of cover my wages or whatever, and then I'll come home. Yeah. What was the initial job? Was it Flamingo? Yeah. With uh, George. Big George Rhodes. George. Yeah. Honestly, it's. For my first, that was obviously my first job, ever proper job. And, <laughs> you know, George was in. We had a great time, and yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great year working with George. We had some had some good times. Apart from him not being able to drive, so I had to drive him <laughs> there every day. So he was a taxi uh, driver. Yeah, but no, it was mint, and you know, the club obviously sorted out for me, so I was I was grateful for that. Yeah, not looked back since, have you? No. Next question, Tommy Smith. How many years do you think you've got left in the tank, and is the hunger for another promotion still there? Yeah, without a doubt, I think. That's I said it before when we got promoted. There's, there's no better feeling um, in football than than winning something or getting promoted. And you know, once you've had it once, you want it again. Um, as as in how many years in the tank? I mean, I, it's a good question, but I honestly don't know. I feel I've not touched touched a tail. I've not missed a, a game through injury in three years. I think it is now. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why it is. I don't know what the reason is. But I just feel completely fine. Um, probably lost a little bit of pace and sharpness or whatever but body wise like I go I go do 5k's on a Monday after games and I'm smashing them in like good times and you know I feel fit so I'm just hoping you know I don't hit one of like a brick wall in a year or two I don't know I honestly don't know but at the moment I feel like I can play for a good few years yet yeah how old are you now mate? 31 that's still yeah I still well he's 36 isn't he and he's still he's still playing so I reckon still making pens off you and he I know yeah (laughs) and that brings us perfectly onto our next question from Paul Stevenson who is better him or Wally me or Wally (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're completely different players aren't we I think Wally's obviously all about scoring goals and he's very good at it Mm. Um, whereas I'm sort of 
I've never ever been about scoring goals my whole career, apart from my first year back here, where it's, I don't know what happened. I just went on a mad scoring run. But yeah. for me, I'd rather you know be involved in games more and create more. And you know, obviously, I love scoring. I want to score goals, but it's the all round game yeah. for me more than anything. And you can just say yourself if you want. It's fine. It, no, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's, I like Wally's good player. It's, yeah. it's, it's um, his goal scoring record speaks for itself. So yeah, yeah, say myself. Yeah, I think that's, that's fair enough. Uh, next question from Darren Foreman. Can you describe the ups and downs of being an injured player and the mental strength required to come back not once but twice from a serious injury? Yeah, good question. That's three times, in fact. But, uh, you have to correct him on that. Yeah. I, there's not, it's hard to put into words. Like it's, I've never had an injury before. I, I think it, my first cruciate, which was when I was... Might have been when I was about 20. and I remember going for the scan and coming back and... The physio said to me, oh, you've done your ACL. And I was like, well, what's that? I didn't even know what it was. And he was like, it's bad. He's like, it's six months. And it's like, you know, your world's just turned upside down straight away. You can't, right. you can't do what you love, can you? And then, mm. obviously, that was at Barnsley. So at the time, I was getting, to be fair, I was getting the best sort of treatment I could get. Mm. So, you know, you're thinking, in yourself, you're thinking, oh, this is good because at least I'm getting everything the best. I was getting sent to Lily Shawl. I was getting all the... All, I was, it was... It was the best of a bad situation, and whereas the second two was at York, and that's when you've got to have the proper mental strength. Right. I, mean, I was going to a cabin every day; it was freezing cold. There was oh, nothing there. God. There was machines were broken. The, you know, the physio weren't really. He had a lot to deal with. There was only one of yeah. them there, so you're on your own. Yeah, I was going to. I, I it was getting to a stage where I was going to pay for different rehab sessions for other people because I just wanted to get back playing. Yeah. Um, it, being injured in football is one of the hardest things in the world because people come in and play in your position yeah. and do well. Yeah. And as bad as that it sounds, you want them to do well, but then yeah. obviously it makes it, it's not good for you if they're doing well. Yeah. So it just puts you in an awkward position. And, mm. um, you know, I wouldn't wish them sort of injuries on anybody, to be honest. So, yeah. yeah. Touch what you've been... I mean, like you said a minute ago, the last three yeah. years you've been injury-free, which, when you think about it, it's quite surprising, isn't it? Because one, you're older, and two, you're playing on a, on a 3G yeah. pitch every yeah. week, training on a 3G pitch. Yeah. Uh, how? What do you think it's down to? Do you think it's down to maybe training, not training every day, or what? what? Yeah, possibly down. But I, saying when you say training every day, you you weren't really training every day anyway. It's right. only like obviously I'd have Wednesdays off, so I'd be out on golf course. But <laughs> I might not have helped, but, Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I said the four the G's obviously got people seem to think you get more injuries on it and stuff. But as much as I don't really like the surface, I think I've sort of adapted to playing on it now. Yeah. And when I go play on grass. You feel it in your legs a lot more than you do on the on the four G because you're yeah. not sort of used mm. to it anymore. So I don't know what it is. I think so I, I sort of look after myself a little bit better now, knowing that I'm not training yeah. or I'm not sort of in that football environment every day. Yeah. So I try to look after my body a little bit more. So yeah. maybe it's down to that. I'm not actually sure. On it. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, it's a long one here from Steve Adamson. Does he think he benefited from playing men's football at an early age, playing for Edge UFC first team when he was just fourteen and fifteen? As opposed to playing under sixteens, under eighteens, nineteens football, as many young players do now. Good question. Though. Yeah, I had this um, sort of conversation with the under sixteens the other day. Steve Brennan asked me to go and speak to him, and I, yeah. I, I actually said to him, I, I was like, "Don't worry about sort of not being at these big clubs at mm. a young age." I said that I, I was never at these. I went on trial at a few big clubs, but I never actually made it at the big clubs. I mean, I think it was. Let's say I played for Edge when I was 14 in the men's league and it was a proper men's league then. Yeah, it worked. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There were some big players in <laughs> them leagues and you didn't want to mess with them. So no. um, I think the best thing that ever happened to me was staying at Scarborough at 16 because, yeah. you know, in football you need lucky breaks, you need things to go your way. And I think I've had, that probably was my lucky break when I was 16, just getting into that first team. Like, you've got to earn it. I'm not saying I didn't earn it, yeah. I did earn it. But, I mean, if you get stuck in one of these youth teams that, that could be the end of you straight yeah. away so yeah I, I would agree that's probably a massive vote for me there's yeah. a lot made of the, the whole academy setup mm. and I went there and playing a lot of junior football and you get a lot of people now who play either play for the scholarship or yeah. they play for an under so and so team so they don't play at the league and yeah. I kind of think that's counterproductive isn't it because yeah. you need to kind of adapt to I this think sort of when, when I come through as well it was a different style of football weren't it you weren't like you weren't trying to pass it out in your own box and yeah. you know, do all these yeah. Guardiola things that are happening yeah. and that now and sort of like you get the young lads now who come from these big clubs and they come on loan or they come to the sign and it's a different style of football that yeah. they all think they're 
the Man yeah, City yeah. and the Barcelona. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're not because they're yeah. at this level. You know, yeah. we're at a level where we can play football. We're not bad players, mm. but we we are players that can just pass it around no. all over the place. And yeah. I think me coming through in that sort of area helped me because it sort of suited my game a little yeah. bit more as well. So yeah. obviously, brothers. Uh, Alec is manager of Edgewood Reserves. Yeah. I've played against them a couple of times this year and they've got some really good young players, Max Wright in yeah. particular. He'll probably benefit from having that season of getting kicked about and yeah. all sorts, won't he? So he'll probably benefit from that, won't he? I yeah, well, well, Max and Nathan have been training with us now for, I don't know, maybe three or four months. And honestly, the the, the amount they've come on is, yeah. is brilliant. It really is. And it just shows you like what giving them an opportunity to train with the first team and obviously they yeah. play in the, the local league when they're not in the squads and stuff. The amount they've come on is, is fantastic and, and they've both got good uh, futures ahead of them. There's a couple two. more in there as well. There's like, like Conor Avis and he's, he's a yeah, good player Connor, and, and, and Ted Edwards and Josh Fergus yeah. as well. They've got quite a lot of good young yeah. lads there, haven't they? Yeah, and, the, and could be, step up if they were yeah, given a chance. The, that's, that's the thing. If they will get the opportunities to train with us and that, that's, that's, that's a fact that Darren will make that happen. Um, I'm sure he's already seen most of them play as well so um, it, there's, there's opportunities there for the young lads at the yeah, moment definitely next question from Fiona White it's a good one this what are the highest and lowest points in Michael's footballing career and who's been the most influential person yeah um, mm, highest <coughs> there's probably there's two or three moments um, obviously there's probably uh, the Wembley thing with Barnsley which you know that was like crazy high and then yeah uh England the England Sea I had a couple of games for England Sea which was which was you know special as well. Um then the promotion at Scarborough really and mm. I had I had a season at York where I was felt like I was on top of my game and things were going my way. I I I really enjoyed that. And then lowest points there's been a few. Um the injuries, the um got relegate relegated with Grimsby out of League Two. That was a big experience for me because I was only young at the time and mm. Grimsby got a massive following and we were away at Burton I think it was and like Grimsby took over the old stadium and oh, it was like man. it was on the pitch at the end it was hell on uh, right. so yeah that opened my eyes a little bit and then obviously relegated with York as well which mm. I'm sure a few scabs are happy <laughs> about but yeah it's not it's not a nice feeling so no, I can imagine yeah football's like you said Dan there's, there's probably more lows in football to be yeah. honest with you but you've got to enjoy the eyes when they come your way and, oh, you know, and there has been a few of them so yeah. yeah most influential person as well on the end of that one um, name a couple of you it's yeah, quite hard to pin someone yeah, down no, I'd say my, my dad to start with Yeah. Um, without a doubt he used to take me everywhere you know, he wouldn't miss yeah. any he wouldn't miss a game he'd drive me if he, if he had to he'd drive me to Scotland he'd drive me to Sabah yeah. he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't care so yeah definitely my dad on that front and then after that I think Neil Redfern had quite a big influence on me at Scarborough. Um, he sort of pushed me Barnsley's way, and not, he, he saw stuff in me, and so I'd say Redders in that in that sense. And then, as I've got older, um, I don't really know. As I got older, I've sort of I had like an an agent for a while, Paul Warris. I don't know if you've heard from Blackburn. Him. Yeah, he's been yeah. around, and he actually came came to Scarborough Redders, and that's how I met him. All right. And he he looked after me all my basically all my professional career. So right. I wouldn't say it was an influence, but it was someone who I could ring and speak to if needed yeah. me, you know, when the Black Premier League and stuff. Yeah, when Premier League with yeah, Blackburn yeah. and that. So, yeah, he had a lot of experience. So, quite, yeah. Quite a few there, weren't there? Yeah. So, yeah speaking to Jimmy Beadle every week, as you know, and um, he said that changing room when the last seasons at Scarborough was phenomenal. Yeah. Despite the troubles. Yeah. The changing room was... It, it was. It was a mint changing room. Yeah, it was really good. There were some, some quality lads in there. And, and I think you get that at lower leagues as well. Yeah. You get lads who are, you know, <coughs> It's not, they aren't earning money that's life changing yeah. you know if, if there's a 20 pound win bonus they'll be fighting for it because they need that 20 yeah. pounds you know yeah, and yeah. It, it makes the change room come together yeah. we had a great group of lads there at Scarborough honestly I still can't get my head around how it got relegated that team it was yeah. I think probably half the team went on to better things after it it just didn't make sense really but yeah. you know, happens sometimes well, doesn't it yeah a few big teams yeah. like that. you mentioned Lee Fowle obviously you're looking forward to reacquainting with him tomorrow yeah, no, Fowles was... I remember listening to Jimmy Fowles, what a player he was. He, he, I remember Jimmy said the same. He came in on loan from Huddersfield, wasn't it? And apart from having a few screw looses on the pitch, he was he was absolutely quality. Chopping his kegs and knocking yeah, on the ball. Living that tomorrow afternoon after was, that game. I was, I, he was mental, but I cleaned his boots and he used to he used to pay me quite well, so I, was, I loved yeah. him. But, um, so you going to catch up with him tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. He's, I just saw he got that job, yeah. yeah. Hopefully... You know, after tomorrow he does all right. Yeah, yeah. Out on the lash with him, maybe. No, no, no. <laughs> I go too far. <laughs> Fair enough. Charlie Hopper's been in touch. 
<coughs> excuse me, being from Scarborough and now playing for them, how we're seeing the team and the fans suffer during the tough times of the DC rain? Mm. Uh, yeah. On the spot? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't mind. No, I'll say, I'll, say how, I'll say how it is. I think um, there might be some more questions about DC, I don't know, but I'll just cover it now. I'll just... Me and me and John got on all right, and like off the pitch, we were fine. We spoke quite regularly. Um, he wanted the best for the club. Don't get me wrong. I just think there was sort of a lack of uh, professionalism um, about the whole club uh, this this at the start of the season, and I think you know that probably rubbed off on the players. Um, and this obviously some of the signings obviously weren't great either. But I just think there was just a lack of sort of professionalism in the club and. You know, it, it was sad to see what was sort of going on. You know, the, the it looked like like the Scarborough feeling had gone from yeah. the, from the club, which is what we all want from Scarborough. Don't we yeah. want that Scarborough feeling where there's a few lads from Scarborough, everyone's on board, and you know, it just it just sort of disappeared at the start of the season. But you know, it looks like it's coming back. So that's the main thing. I'm just looking for more questions about mm. John DC. There's one at the bottom from Cedo Trucker on Twitter. What did you really think? Of John DC, like I said he, he's he's a nice he's a nice man. A bit peculiar, he, I thought. Yeah, it, but not it, not a bad bloke. No, not a bad bloke at all. And when he spoke in the changing room, he spoke sense. And I've got I have got a lot of time for him. I just think he was as a manager. He didn't want to interact with the fans. He didn't want to sort of, you know what I mean. And Scarborough fans want to see that interaction, don't mm. they? They want people who look like they care. Yeah. They probably didn't <coughs> come across like he cared, but he obviously pack. did care. Yeah. But. And he's had he's had <coughs> he's had a good career at this level, so he's obviously a good manager. But I just I just think I don't know. This, the professionalism was 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 the key thing for me. I think coming out of like professional football, yeah. you, you 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 everything's based around professionalism, mm. and you know when it's not there, it sort of rubs off on you, and then you sort of your head wanders a yeah. little bit, and you're not fully focused. And you know I think that's that was the issue with, with sort of me and this period of DC yeah. but, uh, did you have any yeah. chats with him did you tell him what you just told me did he say look I'm a bit concerned about this or was it just a case of head down crack on and see what no I think we had there was a few there was a few chats I don't know like not just... to go into no, no, no I don't mind there was a few chats just I think like the lack of transport to games and little things like that were, yeah. which I couldn't really get my head around at the time I mean I was like travelling to games with my car full of balls and bibs and cones and stuff and I was like right. it's not it's like Saturday League stuff, really. Do you know what I mean? It is, isn't it? We're Scarborough, one of the biggest there, clubs mate. at this level. There, yeah. We shouldn't be doing that. And, you know, little things like that. It's, it yeah. was just... Just them things add up, <clears> don't they? And then it causes a bigger picture. And that's that's that was the problem, really, I think, yeah. there. I think he'd been out of the game a little while, hasn't he, as well? He'd yeah. been out of the game a couple of... Was it two or three years he'd been out? Yeah. And just seemed a bit of an odd odd appointment. He's got, he had good contacts, didn't he? And he, yeah. I think he, he sort of... He had he had the he, them group of players at Farsley, didn't he? And mm. that, but them got a little bit older and stuff. Things and change, times change. Yeah. Like a couple of yeah. years is a long time in football, yeah, isn't exactly, it? So. Yeah. Anyway, on from Mister DC yeah. in his backpack, we'll move on. <laughs> Will Baines has been in touch. How does it feel to have Jimmy and Blotty back involved with Borough? Reminder of the old Scarborough FC days. I can honestly say it, it's been brilliant. It really has. I mean, for me, I was. I was a bit down in the dumps, and that I won't, I'll just say it as it is. I was a bit down in the dumps. I weren't really enjoying my time. I mean, I was like traveling to York twice a week on my own to training and yeah. stuff, and you know, I was sat on a min sat on a minibus some weeks on my own, and I I was I don't know I weren't I weren't really enjoying it, but just having Jimmy and Blotty back, um, it, it just lifts the camp straight away. Mm. It won't just be me saying this. If you asked any other lads, they'd all oh, be saying yeah. the same thing. It's not just me because yeah. of my mates or whatever. Jimmy just comes in and obviously gets the changing room going in an instant, and that's what you need at this level. You want people to come in. Give everyone a lift, you know, get a bit of spirit going, and, and he has, and it's been a breath of fresh air, both of them. Yeah. They could both still do a job, couldn't they? Yeah. Jimmy needs to lose a little bit. A bit of timber. Yeah, a bit of timber, but you can see it in training. I mean, Blotty's chance will come, I'm sure, and his, his finishing's is not left him. No. Let's be honest. I've no, seen, no. Him, seen him in training the last few weeks. Half a chance it'll be in the net, so... Mm. Hopefully, you know, they'll get a, a good little summer under the belts and come back and yeah. give it a proper go next year. Definitely. Uh, what has he learnt from Darren Kelly whilst he's been at the club, from Will Baines again? Uh, learnt, I, I suppose it's a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think... Yeah. I just think since Daz has come what's in... What's changed, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I think the enthusiasm, <coughs> the enthusiasm, the wanting to work hard as a manager to get the best out of his players. Yeah. Um, I think... If you see the manager doing that, you automatically lift yourself mm. to yeah. You you go to the next level as well, and 
Daz wants everything to be right. He wants the players to have everything they want. The he wants training to be right. He wants, for example, he wants he wants us to have the right number of balls. You know, little little <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Just everything wants he wants everything to be perfect, and I think that rubs down. That rubs off on all of us, and you know, that, and that's that's the major thing that I think has changed since he's since he's come in. Right. Another one here, a bit of a different one again from Will Baines. How's this spot coaching degree course with Loughborough College going? Have you picked up anything from the course that you've used to pass on advice to other players or analyse your own performance? Yeah, that's a good one. It's going all right, to be fair. There's me, Jimmy Blotty, Denny, all right. uh, Patter. Right. So, it's actually a good Jamie laugh. Yeah, we're having, we're having a good laugh. Uh, we're sort of helping each other out a little bit along the way because we're not all educated that well either. So it's been it's been difficult. It's been sat at home on nights doing essays and slideshows and that's something I've never done so yeah. it's been it's opened my eyes that way and going on to learning things I've this year's I've learned it's more about um sort of uh, nutrition and autonomy and all that oh, stuff so not really coaching this year so I've, I actually have learned a lot but not really the coaching side of it I've learned right. quite a lot about nutrition and right. stuff like that so yeah there's definitely been stuff that's been or benefit me in the long run good stuff and it probably go on to this question quite nicely from Charlie again your career's still going strong. <clears throat> when will you know when the right time is to stop? And will you go into managing? Yeah. I I think the only time that I'll, that I'll know that it's right to stop is when I can't physically do it anymore, yeah. to be honest with you. I don't think I'll... I think while I can still run and move mm. around, I won't voluntarily stop. I just think there's no there's yeah. no point. I enjoy it too much. Yeah. Um, I just... If my body's all right, then I'll be playing football as long as I can. If If it's... If I have to go to play Saturday League around Sky, but I'll probably still play just because I like Welcome the game. Scarby, mate, you want to come play for Scarby? Oh, I might have to go to Edge. <laughs> I, to think, go to I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's. I think once my body packs in, that's that. That'll be the time for me to to call it a day. But apart yeah. from that, I'll be giving it my all for my body to last as long as yeah. possible. What management? Um. Yeah. Like to manage Scarby one day? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, I, if you asked me this five years ago, I'd have probably said no. Right. So I, I thought. When my football career was done, I thought, right, that's that. I'm going to step away from football and have yeah. a bit of time out of it. But the way the way it's gone over the last two, three years at Scarborough, I've sort of seen myself like getting into more like leadership role with like the captaincy and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And obviously, Daz is quite keen on me to do a little bit of coaching and stuff. And you know, hopefully, I can sort of increase my experience over that over the next few years and then be ready maybe if, if the opportunity comes to, yeah. to step into some sort of coaching role yeah. would you be a tracksuit or a suit manager Um, I'd be or a mixture I'd be a tracksuit it's cheaper isn't tracksuit. it I can't afford suits <laughs> <and that. laughs> can't afford suits working at Plackers come on have a day off uh, on to your best pal George Rhodes who obviously won his first fight back after three years on, on Saturday yeah what does it mean to Mike to captain his hometown club yeah, going on to George, I'll mention George again a bit first. I yeah. I just want to say, I've I've I worked with George for a year, and I saw like the sacrifices he had to make oh, week in yeah. week out, and yeah. to get to to get to the weight and to train and stuff. And you know, I just want to say a massive congratulations for him. You know, it's been an hard three years oh, for him having yeah, a fight definitely. and stuff. So hopefully now he can. Uh, he can kick on a bit, but I know for a fact he won't want to spar with me again. Last time, <laughs> last time I gave him a good beating. So uh, this has got to be a feature for Pearson. We've got to get a little video of that. I give him a West good beating last time, honestly. So he won't want to spar with me again. Uh, yeah, but captain in my hometown club, I think it's it's. it's I know it's a little. It, some people might think it's a little thing being captain of the club, but it's not. I think. I sort of had a little bit of experience with it at York when John and Credit took over. They pulled me in and they were like, "Look, we want you to be captain." said uh you know you're not like the loudest or whatever in the change room but he said well, your performances on the pitch uh, that's what we want we want yeah, you yeah. to be a leader on the pitch and i was like <clears throat> at the time i'd never even thought about being captain and then mm. they give me the armband and i was like wow that's unbelievable that and then yeah. mcnamara kept me as captain until i went out injured and i really really thought right i like this right then i come to scarborough and i was like do you know what i fancy this captain yeah. kittrick could never give me an armband ever even when someone was <laughs> even when someone was injured or a captain was injured he'd give it to someone else and i was like I'm 30 years old and I've played 300 games at league and you're not even thinking about me being captain or so I was a bit disappointed so when DC uh, DC gave me the armband I was I was, I was was actually really I was buzzing to be fair and then I rang him in the summer and I said look John I said I want to know that I'm going to be captain next year because right. I actually really wanted to keep it and he's like yeah you are so I was I was buzzing with that and something I'm really proud of to be fair yeah did you uh, this is again maybe putting you on the spot a little bit might be a bit unfair but 
Don't Obviously, Jimmy Jimmy mentioned Kitchwick quite a lot in his. Yeah, he, he came across quite a bit at times. He'd mentioned him about ten times in yeah. the first five minutes. Yeah. He he seems to think, and I kind of agree with him that Kitchwick had a bit of an issue with local people and people being a bit more popular than him. And do you think that had something to do with him not giving him the captain's armband, or do you think that's just I him just falling his, out with Jimmy? Or I what? don't know. I think it's just his personality. He sort of rather like. That season we got promoted. I I've, I like Steve a lot. I, don't I was about know. to ask you after yeah, this. No, honestly, yeah, we got him really well. I liked him a lot. But I remember the season we sort of we got promoted, and I think until like forty odd goals or whatever, and we'd like won a player at year and team at year and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I was thinking, do you know it'd be nice for him just to say well done or something. Like, you didn't even say well done or anything. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Sometimes love. you just want that little pat on the back. Yeah, right? yeah, say, yeah. Like, Thanks, Corwell. Cheers. And that. <laughs> no, I didn't, didn't get anything from him. And I was like, fucking hell, Steve. That's not very nice. Yeah. But he was like that, so he'd, he'd rather, like, if you come in change room and you score that trick, but you missed a city, he'd be like, fucking hell, did you miss that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's just, I think that's just his yeah. personality, though. But getting away from that, he's, he's, he's a top bloke. I had a lot of time for Steve, and yeah. you know, I'm disappointed he's not, he's got sacked or whatever Matlock. from Matlock. Because yeah. Yeah, I just, he is a, he's a nice bloke. What was he like, tactically? Um, how, how would, so how would him and DC compare in terms of tactically? Because they both come across as, Quite old-fashioned managers mm. um, who maybe aren't better at man management than actual tactics and formulating a plan. Yeah, I, I think it's hard. It's tactics is hard, and uh, it's not hard, but it's hard. <laughs> if I, it's at this sort of level because yeah. you just don't have the time to work on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, if you're working nine till five, driving to York to start training yeah. at eight o'clock, you don't want to be stood about doing tactics. You just no. the players' concentration's not there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're full time football, you're in every day and yeah. you can do it. So yeah. I, I I do find it quite hard in that sense. Maybe they didn't sort of they didn't really touch on tactics. That's just that's just the way they I think Kitrick thought that we should know what we're doing. We've we've all played at decent levels. We should sort of know what we're doing and that was the same formation a lot of time. Yeah, that it? was his Because I brought it up once, I remember bringing it up once after a game and he said something like, oh, what, what do you think's gone wrong? This is when we're having that bad sort oh, of spell. Right, yeah. And um, I think he changed, he might have changed formation. He did change formation. He was panicking a bit yeah. then, he? he kept changing he, things. He yeah. changed formation and I, yeah. he, he come into the change room and after the game, he's like, well, what's going wrong? And I just said something like, well, you've you've changed formation two or three times without even telling us where you want us or whatever, or yeah. not working on it in training. And then he says, well, so I shouldn't have to tell you where to stand on the pitch and stuff like that. And wow. I said, well, do you think Jose Mourinho doesn't tell his players yeah. where he wants them on the yeah, pitch? Yeah. Do you know, so it was little things like that. But that was just his style. And don't get me wrong, it, some I I prefer not doing tactics rather than doing it. Right. So it, it, I actually quite liked his style. But right. if you when things are going wrong and you need like a, a plan B, you've got to work on yeah. it a little bit. I imagine you? Darren's pretty much the opposite. Right? And he says you work hard, you do your fitness and your hard graft and Tuesdays. Yeah. And then Thursdays you'll do like set pieces and. Yeah, well, it's, it's, this is the first time <coughs> that I've ever practised set pieces since right. Scarborough, since I've been back at Scarborough yeah. on Thursday. So little things like that. I mean, if you look how many goals I've actually scored from set pieces, there's, there's probably 50% of goals at least, I'd right. say. So, yeah, we do practise them. And you know, I think Daz is a lot more into that and sort of the, all the sports science stuff as well. So I'm sure that'll all get brought into it next season. Yeah. How was it going into the three five two? Because he went straight into it, didn't he? Whitby game, three five two. I think it suits us better with the players that we've got. Um I think Kittrick wanted to play three five two when he first came. Right. I remember it, the get we played it because we had three good centre half, Samuel, Matty Turnbull and I can't remember was it Stimmo? It might have been Stimmo. Possibly. We had three we had three good yeah. centre halves and he wanted to play it. But we got beat at Pickering in pre-season. Oh, I had a shit game at Pickering, I can't remember. And then he'd come into training and he's like, look, lads, do you want to play 3 5 2 or not? And, uh, <laughs> everyone was like, no, we don't know how to play it. And I was like... It takes a little while yeah. to move so But I, I think I think the formation is... Um, it suits us down to the ground at the moment. I think we, we sort of struggled with just having Wally up front on his own at, yeah. at times because... He was having to do a lot of work, a lot of dirty work on his yeah. own, and then Connor Thompson's helped yeah, massively. Yeah, if you pick the ball up in midfield, you've got two outlets to yeah. to aim for. You know, whereas yeah, yeah. if you're playing three up front, sometimes the three are too far. The yeah. defending, yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I spent a lot when we I was on the left, yeah. a lot of time defending. So yeah. you, you use all your energy going backwards. So yeah. it's a great formation. I think we've got a good balance at the moment, and the way we've we've been playing over the last few weeks has been it's been exciting really. And it's, it's probably a shame it's 
happened a bit a little bit too late in the yeah. season. Good momentum for next year, though. Yeah, do, exactly. Do you, think, do you think Porritt will go in at left wing back eventually? Or do you think he's going to play further forward? Or? He's been a left footed <laughs> yeah. player. I've actually no idea. I've no idea. Uh, <coughs> one Dan, I, say he's, I know he's. I, I've played against him a few times. He's got a lot of pace, yeah. and uh, it, it's naturally left footed, which sort of we, we have lacked a little yeah, bit. Yeah, need that left footed years, aspect, so. don't you? Yeah, I think Josh Barrett's been super, but. On the right, and obviously yeah, he's done really well. Yeah, around, yeah he's done really well at wing back, hasn't he? He's fitting, yeah. he's fitted him well there. Yeah, he's done well as Josh. Right, George Rhodes again. Yeah, seaside Georgie Rhodes. <laughs> Who is the best player he has played with or come up against? Mm. Might be a few of you, mightn't Yeah, Jimmy Beadle. <laughs> no, I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to bring him you up at some point. Him before? Yeah, Whitby. Have you? Yeah, I can remember. Oh, can't remember. Can't, no, I can't remember that. He scored, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Don't yeah. know how he scored. He that. was desperate to score oh, against oh, Kittrick, yeah. wasn't he? Oh, desperate. Yeah. Um, against, I'd say, player-wise, I've played against some very, very big names in football. Go on, do like, a bit of name-dropping. Go on. Tell us your best. Tell us a few. Well, I've played against Chelsea, aren't I? So there was like John Terry, oh, yeah. playing against Newcastle when Owen and Obafemi Martins were there. Um, Rangers and Celtic? So Rangers, yeah, a few Rangers. So I was injured. So I played against some like some big names, but I was I went on the pitch all the time against. I was ten yeah. minutes against Chelsea. So I think player wise, it'd probably be. Um, I spent a lot of my time on the right wing, so I I'll probably go a left back. Probably Charlie Taylor. I don't know if you oh, know right. who he is. He's at Burnley, Burnley now. Yeah. He was at. He come to us on loan at York, and he was. He didn't have a good time at all. We sent him back to Leeds. Wow. And then. Uh, he went after that. He went on loan to Fleetwood, and we played Fleetwood in the playoff in the playoffs. Right. And I seen Charlie, and I was like, "Oh my God, what's happened?" <laughs> he like he come to York, and he was he was skinny and like he, like quite weak and that. And he on he, he must have just hit the gym. He was massive, and his legs were huge. And I was like, "Jesus!" And I come up against him, and you know he's, he's just one of them people that you just get no change out of. You know, as soon yeah. as you get ball, he's he's right up here and. You know, if you try and knock it past him, you're not getting past him. Went for a few quid, didn't he? Yeah, and, he, and there's no, he's he's playing in Premier League now, so yeah. yeah, I'd say someone like him to be honest with you. The best player you played with, would you say? Uh, with uh, and against, I'd say against with him. Against with, with him, oh, I don't know really. There's been a fair few over the years, like probably a lot of players who people don't really know much about in Scarborough. There's, I'll go through a few. I'll go through one from each team. There's one that St Johnson who was called Danny Swanson, right, and. His form basically ruined my career up there because he he played in the same position as me and <laughs> he had the season of his life, right. and that, so I couldn't get a sniff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, this is this actually sums my time up at St Johnson. I'll just go on to it quickly. Yeah, so I'd had a bad time of it or whatever, and then we were playing Hamilton away, and he said to me, uh, "Tommy, right, this was about forty minutes." Said, "Right, you're coming on at half time. We're losing one nil." So I was like, "Oh, nice one. I'm getting a chance here." So anyway, ref blows for half time. Danny Swanson, who was one of my best mates up there as well, had a fight with Richard Foster, his own teammate, both right right back and right winger. <laughs> they both got sent off, went down to nine men. Uh, Tommy right when you can't come on now. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! I was like, that sums my time. His chances of that. Tea. Yeah. So wow. that was, he, he he was he was the best player up there that I played with. Uh, Scarborough Scott Kerr. Yeah. There's no that was like no, Scott Kerr. Right. Class. Uh, he was a good player. Yeah, Scott Kerr. Barnsley, Brian Howard, who's centre midfielder. Yeah, he was a good player. Yeah, different level to anyone else. Grimsby, there's been a few. I'd probably say, um, probably say Alan Connell, who was a striker. Yeah. He scored a lot of goals that season. And then York. Uh, York would be a tough one, to be honest. Um, oof. Yeah, it'd be very tough that one. I don't actually know at York. Who there when you were like Clayton Donaldson? No, a bit after them. Um, it was a bit. Manuel Panther and the like. Manny Panther, yeah, a bit after him. I played with him at Grimsby, though, but um, probably Popey, the keeper. I don't really like using keepers because they're all weird, aren't they? But <laughs> yeah, all, the Fair keepers one, yeah. are a bit strange, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, Nick Pope, I mean, what he's gone on to be like, yeah. could be England's number one, could he, in, in the Euros, hopefully. Will Do you be. think he should be England number one for the Euros? Or... I'm an I, I don't watch. I'm an Everton fan, and I still don't yeah. think. I think Henderson should be. No, I don't watch enough enough football now to yeah. with the kids, and I honestly, I yeah. haven't ever watched a game, so I don't. I don't know what people are doing. I know I watched. I watched Burnley against Man U the other day. I think it was, mm. and he did well. It, I mean, it's just it was on a different level to anything I'd ever seen. Yeah, just unbelievable, and 
you know, he's gone into Burnley with two top quality keepers and rushed yeah. them aside. Yeah, definitely. So. I think Henderson looks superb. Yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, well, I've, I've feel my pals have played with him at Grimsby and they said he's... Because he's only small, isn't he, like Henderson? Yeah, yeah he, lo- he looks like he's going to be... Confident. Yeah, confident, well. yeah. yeah. Ant Taylor's been in touch. Who would be in your fantasy five-a-side team? So I think this is just anyone. Fantasy Not five-a-side you play with. team. Put yourself in there and then pick four of us. Four of us. Paul Scholes. Yeah. My favourite player of all time. Love him. Keeper. Keeper. Uh, <laughs> keeper. Mm, tough one. Lee Walker. Lee Walker. He covered goal, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no one had scored. <laughs> yeah. I hope he would listen to this. Uh, tag him in it on Twitter. Um, fire aside, too. I don't know. Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes and Lee Walker. Paul Scholes and Lee Walker. Know, it. Jimmy had fit in well there, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah, you'd have Messi in there, wouldn't you? Just play one Messi two, and Lee Walker in the change room before Paul I Scholes, myself and... Do you know what I'd quite like him there? This is this is for Scarborough fans, this. Luke Dean. All right. Yeah, Luke Dean, because he could train really well him. He was yeah. good, especially in five-a-sides and that. He year. was a popular player, wasn't he? Yeah, I like Luke Dean, yeah. I'd There's a few surprising um, departures from Borough, weren't there, on that sort of thing? Well, Luke, Luke Dean and Sam Hewitt, who... Bailey. Yeah, and Bills as well, but I, the, Sam, the Sam one was, was yeah. sad because... Jimmy mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, he's just a nice, proper nice bloke as yeah. well, so I was disappointed with that yeah. one, really. One more question, and then we'll split it in half. Yeah. We've got you one to 11 to do. So yeah. uh, Steve Deacon's been in touch. Good lad, Steve. Best ground he's played at, and did he turn out at Celtic and Rangers when he was up in Scotland? Best ground was Wembley, of course. And then Wembley was the, the, the by far the best ground, but I played at St James as well, as I said. Yeah. that was Nice ground, is not it? Oh, yeah, that's good. That's a really, really good ground. Um, I was on the bench at Anfield, unfortunately, didn't get on. But that, I experienced sort of that as well. Um, Scotland, yeah, I played at Ibrox for come on a sub. Didn't play at Celtic, but I was there because I was injured. Mm. But there's there's a lot of good grounds in Scotland. I think played at Aberdeen. That's really good. And Hart, Tawdry, isn't yeah, it? Tawdry and then Hearts. Hearts was probably <clears throat> the best atmosphere because the uh, the stands are so close to the pitch. It's like sold out. I think there's only yeah. like fifteen thousand or whatever. But the, the steep and around yeah. the pitch. So yeah, I've experienced some decent grounds and some bad ones as well. Man. Bad ones, <laughs> yeah. You ever played abroad? Um, Whether it's a pre-season. I've just, yeah, I have. Or... I played a couple of pre-seasons and friendlies in Portugal. I can't remember what ground it was. It was a nice ground. Then I played at, trained at uh, Locomotive Moscow when I played for, played for Russia for England C. All right. So played at, trained at Locomotive Moscow's ground and then we played at Dynamo Kiev, uh, Dynamo Moscow's ground, right. which was, was the like? Kinky Arena. Yeah, it was nice. Very <coughs> nice. Yeah, good experience. How many games did you play? Say so you played three games? Two or? games for England. See, one against Italy, which was played at Fleetwood's ground, and then one against right. Russia in Russia. Right. Yeah. And how did you get on? We got spanked by there. <laughs> <laughs> like, England, see, you meant to play, like, equivalent at that level. For right. me. So they, yeah. when we played the Italians, I think they they were, like, Serie, I don't know, D or something. Mm. They worked great, to be fair. But then when we went to Russia... I don't know how this happened, but we ended up playing the Russian under twenty one team. <laughs> so they had players from Real Madrid and everything. Oh, right. It was okay. about six or seven mil. It was that embarrassing, was really. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Split this in half. We've got loads of questions yeah. to get through. Um, ask you to pick a one to eleven <coughs> players you've played with. So I don't know if you just want to go through it and maybe say a bit about. Yeah, I'll just give it maybe a brief... some honourable mentions. Maybe. Yeah, I'll give them a, a brief explanation because everyone might not know some of these players. I think I've mentioned quite a few of them already. To be fair, with the yeah. best players that I've played. With so Keeper <coughs> would obviously uh, be Pope Nick Pope Nick Pope, he come in at York as like a he come in on loan from Charlton I think it was and he was about six foot six absolutely humongous but like like a really skinny and you're thinking oh, I don't Thin know lad, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he'll cut but he come in and we kept we must have won about ten games one nearly kept us in at all them games and we got in the playoffs and he was basically unbelievable so yeah Nick Pope. Right back. Um, we done a Jimmy Beadle and gone with a fancy formation. Have we just no? I'm just gonna go. Two? No, I'm gonna go four three three. I think. Three, I don't really like that formation, but I just just three strikers that I like. Fit so, your best players. Yeah. yeah, go for it. Um, right back would be Lamrit or your banjo. A lot in the, uh, <laughs> mouthful, <laughs> but I think if any York fans had listened to this, they'd probably know why I picked him. He was sort right. of an absolute athlete at right back. Who you know, he, as a, if you were left if you were left winger in League Two, there's one player you want to play against, and it was him. So. I picked Bange there. And then centre-halves. Tough one, this, really. I played with a lot of good centre-halves. 
will probably at the time you don't appreciate him because yeah. it, you're you're Just like you're like a yeah, yeah you're like a footballer and they're like <laughs> but in training, of that. Yeah. so I've gone centre half gone Stephen Anderson who I played with at St Johnson is. I think he's been at St Johnson for about twelve years. He look, it doesn't look like a football. If you saw, if you bumped into him, you think, right, not a football and not a chance. He trains like in baggy trousers. He he's so scruffy and he looks about forty, but he's only thirty. And <laughs> but he was honestly, he was unbelievable. And I travelled in with him as well. And he's a proper nice bloke, proper Scottish as well. So proper Scottish, horrible, yeah, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> uh, next centre half would be. Rob Atkinson, he was <coughs> he actually come on loan to Scarborough when Did he, yeah. when uh, I was here, and then I've been at Barnsley Bam. and Grimsby with him as well. So each other about yeah, we followed each yeah. other about. I tried to get him to Scarborough this year, and he was gonna come, but I think he was trying to be a bit greedy. Oh, uh, was he? Yeah, so he know? ended up at Grantham. Grantham, big mistake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Rob Atkinson, good player, and really a good friend of mine. I used to live at his house and that in Barnsley. And right. At times he was it, it, when I played with him, he's been unplayable as well. So yeah, right. Rob Atkinson. Left back Charlie Taylor, I've already spoken yeah, about him. Good, good player. player yeah. Um centre mid, Curry, Scott Kerr. As Jimmy I think Jimmy's mentioned him, he, just the way he, he conducted himself off the pitch, like his training, everything was fully committed hundred percent. You know, he, if people were sort of tossing it off in training to put it, he, he, you know, they'd be told mm. by Curry and he set a mint example and He's the manager now, isn't he? No, he wants to get involved. He want, he wanted to get involved in Scarborough and that, but I just think you know, I don't know if the times sort of right or whatever, right. but yeah, mint kid. I still see him a lot. Play golf with him and um, good lad. Then Brian Howard and Danny Swanson in midfield. I've already spoke about. Yeah. Um, then at front, I've gone for John Macken, who was manager of Radcliffe before Lee Fowler. Yeah. Uh, played with him at Barnsley. He was one of them strikers that. He was at Man City, wasn't he? Yeah. He's seven million pound movie. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. I remember a story. I'll tell you a quick story about him. We, at Barnsley, um, the manager came into the change room one day. It was just after payday. Well, no, actually, sorry, it was a week after payday. And he was like, John, your wages aren't gone into your bank. They've bounced back. And he went, oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> 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 I'm, 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 I'm scrambling for my, next, quid, scrambling for next, for my next 50 quid. Like, sorry, <laughs> yeah, but he's one of them strikers that you'd love to play with. He's not selfish. He didn't want to score all the goals himself. You know, yeah. I mean, he'd, he'd sort of want to link up and... As, as sort of like a player playing in behind he, he was ideal championship manager legend as well yeah yeah good player Alan Connell was at um, Grimsbury he scored I think he scored 30 odd goals this season I played with him at Grimsby and probably 25 of them were outside the box they were just ridiculous wow. he, he had one of them seasons where everything he hit went in and yeah Nice, nice lad. A southerner, though, soft as out, proper soft. He's from Bournemouth. So if you yeah. abuse southerners and yeah, Scottish probably, people, proper soft. And you wouldn't think you'd get on with someone like that. I wouldn't, but no, he was, he was, he was Fair great. Enough. Fair enough. And he used to like coming around to mine because Rachel made him a nice lasagna. So oh, right. She makes a nice lasagna. We live quite close to each other in oh, Grimsby. Right. Fair enough. And then the other striker would be Andre Gray. All right, yeah. Played no, with him for England C. Has he left Watford? Is that Watford? Isn't yeah. He? From Burnley to Watford, didn't he? He was at Luton at the time and sort of like. He, he just he, he was like a raging bull really. He just couldn't stop him. Like yeah. once he got going, he didn't really have at the time. He, I thought he didn't have much like technical mm. sort of ability. But what a career he's gone on to have and yeah. and fair play to him. What was it eighteen odd million? He went yeah, for it's, 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 it's not he's not had it easy. I don't think in his career and he's sort of come come through that way. And then sub, I've got one sub, uh, Jimmy Beadle. <laughs> <laughs> is he doing water balls I mean like Kittrick around me and said make sure you put him on bench so I've put him on bench and uh, <laughs> hopefully the fans won't seem to put to bring him on otherwise they'll spit his dummy out again and have an argument with Kittrick who would have won the scrap in changing room then no oh, Jimmy sat down straight away did he yeah, followed yeah, it yeah he cropped it he yeah. that Jim I think Wally stood up and said Jimmy sit down now so he sat down <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough enough of Kitty anyway um, right we're back to the questions because we've got a few more to yeah, get through we've yeah. been waffling on here haven't we um, ben Simpson, big York fan. I don't know if you know of Ben. Yeah, they were uh, yeah, yeah. Good lad. Yeah. Favorite York City goal. Uh, he also had fuck Borough written uh, next to it. I but, saw that. Actually, I took yeah. that bit out. I don't I know where I took that. it out. But. Um, there's two, two for York. I wouldn't be able to split them. One was away at Portsmouth when we were one 0 Ben, I don't know if he went to the game or not, but it's probably one of the best atmospheres I've ever been involved in. Right. It was mint. Um, after the game, all the York fans stayed behind the goal singing it. Yeah, Mint that, and then mm. had like a seven-hour journey back. But when you've scored and you're yeah. one nil, it is yeah. no better feeling, is it? And then another one was the goal that got us in the playoffs. It was a free kick at home to Newport. I think it was second to last game of the season, and just confirmed our playoff spot. Another one nil victory. Mm. So that one, uh, I think 
was it bit, one at Bit Barrett's had hundred pound on me to score for oh, right. one nil, they're they're like about seven hundred and fifty quid or something. So I don't think they like gambling. Well. I know, yeah. Um, what was it like going to York? And obviously, there's that rivalry, wasn't there, between Scarborough and York? What was it like to sign for them? I think at the time it, it was fine because Scarborough didn't really no, have a, a, no have a club. I think if mm. it was when I first come through, when we had the Boxing Day New Year's, yeah, Year's yeah. games, they were they were mint, weren't they? Yeah. McCain Stadium. Really if it good. was that time, it would have been different. But mm. because it sort of Scarborough gone to an extent, it was it didn't really make make any difference. Yeah. I don't think. Fair enough. Fair enough. Alec Coulson. You've seen this one, I imagine. Yeah, he's, I was giving him a lift to work this morning, so he's already, he's already said favourite brother. Favourite uh, brother. <coughs> um, I don't think you can say Alec now, he's asked that. Uh, <laughs> I will say Alec was supposedly the best footballer out of us all, but he maybe didn't want it as much as... He was a decent footballer, wasn't he? Yeah. Until he piled on a bit of timber. Yeah, a few dodgy things at the old club as well, but we won't bring, right. we won't bring that into uh, it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. <laughs> no, we'll leave that there, I think. Right, OK. I'll have to get him on the podcast. Yeah, then, ask, ask him about that. Yeah. So you're going to say him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He picked him. I can't believe he picked him. Uh, Michael Dennis, toughest centre half defender he's faced and favourite strike partner in, in his career. Toughest defender. There's been loads. Chelsea. Yeah, was at the back for Chelsea when he played against Chelsea? I actually got the team up the other day to show us. Some Cavalio, Galas, sort of. It was. I can't remember. I know Balak played. Um, Ashley Cole, John Terry. So you're up against Ashley Cole, yeah. Yeah, Ashley Cole. The SEN, we've got SEN shirt. Have you? Yeah. Nice. Um, you signed it, or? He signed it. Yeah, I've actually given it to my brother John, so I hope he's oh, looking right. after it for me. Uh, he won't be the favourite brother. Of his. I know. Um, so I won, when we beat Chelsea, <laughs> I will say John Terry came into our change room after the game and went around all the players and congratulated them. Right. I know he probably gets a lot of stick, John Terry. People think he's yeah. a bit of an arsehole, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I can't believe that. Was, for me, a young lad at the time, I was like, oh, fair play, that's good. Yeah. That. So who was in that Chelsea defence then? I can't remember. Nah, fair enough. <laughs> I don't fair know. Enough. I know <laughs> Sean, the worst player, the player that, well, not the worst player, was Sean Wright Phillips. He was like, he was right. sort of that era at the yeah. time. I think. So it would have been like Avram Grant, Avram Grant was manager. He just took over after Murray, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, and Elka played as well. Elka? That sort of That sort of area. So it's like 07 08, was it? It might have been, yeah. Yeah, it was. Because they lost at the Champions League yeah. final to United, didn't they? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, quite a few lads come through from Scarborough. I think Barbs, Rami, yeah. uh, Steve Marsden and, and Ox. And they, they were saying it was like one of the, like the, the best atmosphere. Just seen Ox in McDonald's getting, yeah. your, getting your coffee. Oh, there's a yeah. shock. <laughs> I know, he says he's trying to lose a bit of weight and I uh, bumped into him getting his yeah. uh, no, 20 chicken nuggets. <laughs> 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 so, oh, sorry, back to the question. Yeah. <laughs> Toughest defender you've played against yeah, and favourite strike partner? Or just... Partner. I probably, yeah. I remember dude, I played. I started a game for Barnsley. One of the only starting championships. It can't have been that good. But away at QPR, <laughs> we played. We played QPR away, and it was they had two massive centre halves, Fitzall, Fitzall, yeah, and another one. And I, only, I, I might as well not been out there. I just didn't get a sniff. Fitzall. So who else would that have been? I can't remember. It was another black player. I can't remember his name, but they were massive. Ned Manoa. It might have been someone like yeah. It yeah. Might have been him actually. He was at Man City. Yeah, and they were just. Like, do you know, at the time, I was like, what, what chance have I got? Do you know, just, I have that when I was so, playing yeah. for Scorby. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, doing probably it? him, yeah, probably him too. And time. who was your favourite strike partner? I'm obviously... Strike partner, a couple really. I haven't mentioned him in my team, but um, there was Jake Hyde at York, who's, I think he's at working now. Another oh, right. sort of player who's like, just links up and like likes to play uh, nice football. Very injury prone, like myself at the time, so York <laughs> fans probably won't appreciate him. But <laughs> yeah, him, I'd probably say Jake Hyde or John oh. Macken. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, James Busby, you've already sort of touched on this. Uh, how did his two ACL injuries affect him mentally and does he feel they held him back from playing at a higher level? I mean, you've played quite a high level. I don't want to like so. dwell on it, however, but if I didn't get the first one, I'd 100% played at a, played, had a lot better career. There's mm. no doubt about that. I think at the time I was I was flying at Barnsley. I was play, I was in the squad week in, week out, coming yeah. on, making differences. Um, manager had already pulled me in saying, we're going to sort your nice new contract out in the summer. Who was the manager at that point? Simon Davis. I was like, oh, absolutely brilliant this because mm. you know this that's what I wanted. And then I think it was the second second to last game at season. We played Leicester at home, and I went through one on one missed. If we'd have won that game, we'd have stayed up. Right. The points would have been would have been safe. Sorry, not stayed up because we stayed up anyway. Yeah. So we wouldn't have been training on Monday because we'd had it off. So we're coming on Monday, and I did it on Monday. So it's my own fault. Anyway. <laughs> oh but, God. Uh, yeah, God. there's no doubt about it. I would have. I definitely had a better career. But end of the day, I'm really proud of what I've done. Sort of coming back from what what what's happened and still been able to have an half decent career. It's not, not been many not lads likely. from Scarborough have gone on to play mm. at the level you've played at, is there? No, no. You've got, there's only really John Wint there. Yeah. 
I can't think of anyone else recently. Oh, there was Richard, Richard Jackson. Jackson one, he was Whitby, yeah. wasn't he? But yeah. I must have went from yeah. Scarborough to Derby. What's yeah. he doing now? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. He was a quality player. Yeah, wasn't he was yeah. good. Yeah. Got a few quid for him. <laughs> Andy Slaughter's been in touch. I can't work out if he's a York or a Scarborough. I think he's a Sheffield Wednesday fan, <laughs> but I think he just likes everyone. <laughs> I think he just trolls everyone on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just trying to get a bit. Of, Favorite a few club: bites. Scarborough or York. It's got to be Scarborough, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's an easy one. Isn't it? It's not. Come on, it's not a question that. that really, is it? Better than that. But I suppose you enjoyed your time at York. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but your hometown think, club. Yeah, York's the best spell I've had in my career by country mile. So yeah. I, I do have like a soft spot for it as well, and I think I got on well with the fans there and that, and you know, I probably left. On, I left on bad terms really, but it was a bit of a shame. But that's just how football sort of is. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> a bit of a random one here from Jamie Williams. Do you think chips should be available within the ground? Is that, a, is that a dig at Bunner? Or I've absolutely no idea. I I've, been told, put it in there. I've been told to say that to Bunner a few times, but no, I best not because Wonder why know, they're not my old father-in-law and he used to look after me, oh, so I don't right. want to cause any trouble. They should start doing them drinks again, shouldn't they? Ironside Brew and all should that. Have what, Coulson it? Cola, Coulson couldn't they? Cola, yeah, it could have that. Yeah, What else could they have? Let's have a think. Wally's Water. Wally's Water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of one now. Because there was Richie, Richie, Richie Carlo, wasn't there? Iron's Sandbrew, Brew. Wasn't it? What else was there? Rocket Fuel. Rocket Fuel. There's some good ones, weren't there? Yeah, so I'm trying to think of one now. I can't. Yeah. That was a proper club then, when it was me. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not now, by the way, but that was a proper club. Right, Adam Paul. How has the attitude changed amongst the players since Daz took over? I don't think. I think the attitude was always there. I just it just probably didn't come out. It's hard to explain. I can't. Mm. I, I can't put a finger on it. I just think Daz sort of the Daz's attitude rubs off on us, and that sort of shows on the pitch. That's the yeah. only way I can put it. Really. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mick Allen, why did we take all the penalties instead of Wally taking them now and again? We had a thing really with me and Wally because obviously we both want to take pens, um, and we've both missed a few. So we had a thing that when one of us missed, the next person. If Wally missed, I got one. If I missed, he got one. But then Wally missed in an off-riding cup at Middlesbrough and scored the rebound, so he classed that as scoring a penalty. <laughs> so we had to do it at the start of the season. I was like, Wally, you missed. He went, no, I haven't missed. I scored. I went, well, you've missed the penalty in the off-riding cup. So anyway, we got our first pendant with FC United, and he missed it. I won it, and I grabbed the ball. And I, I, I don't like, I aren't going to cause any problems on the pitch. I don't want to. It's awful when that happens. Every it? time I get a pen, Wally will come up to me. Do you fancy it? I love it, I love it. I'm like, Wally, just leave me alone. I'm taking a penalty. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's like, striker, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, what? Uh, but then the game the other day, I just thought, you know, he scored three, and he and I, I've got a pen already, and he's probably on a goal bonus, and I'm not, so I thought he can have it. <laughs> cost, cost a yeah, few quid. Yeah. It was a terrible penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, it worked great. Like, no, so you'll be back on him then, will you? Yeah, I'll be back on him. Don't let him yeah. take the second no, one. Well, you, saying yeah. that, I had two at Bamba, didn't I? And the second one I t- away, and the second one I took was horrific. So it's probably a blessing. What's your uh, approach to penalties? Do you tend to have a favourite side to go to, or do you just look at keeper? You one of them that no, waits I'll always, and I'll always the sort of. I'll always know where I'm gonna go. I'll have, I'll have a, normally try and have a couple of training on a Thursday night just to get the feel of it, but. Normally, when when you change or when you you, you change your mind, that's when it goes wrong. Yeah. If you just actually stick with what you're doing, I've took a couple. I took some shockers to be fair. <laughs> to, to this guy. The one that whipped me away was an absolute. Oh, didn't get much worse than that. I give a pen away, missed the pen. <laughs> I, honestly, it was one of the worst days of my life. I just wanted, I just wanted to do sit in my car all night. I want to get out of the car and go back. I got my I looked at my phone after the game. And I was like, what have I just read? Everyone. Oh, Did no. you have a bet on Whitby? Do you have a bet on Whitby? Oh, oh, God. So yeah, this. The yeah, that's the age of social media that one isn't it right uh, Kieran Glynn new teammate has been yeah. in touch what was it like to play for St Johnston <laughs> Glynn he's a he's a strange character he's Kieran yeah. <laughs> uh, looks yeah. like a tidy player to be he's, an, he's a quality player he's got he's going to have a good chance to go a lot higher I think if he just um, if he if he has a good spell of in uh, games and you know really commits and gets his head down he's yeah. he's got a lot of ability probably as much ability as I've seen in a lot of people in my mm. career Yeah, um, playing in Scotland yeah it was a good experience it's something at the time what I thought I've, I've got to do looking back it was probably might have been a mistake really but I, I was injured at York and I knew I was injured so, and St Johnson tried to sign me so I was like I need to go because yeah. I'm injured basically yeah. that's, that's how it happened because yeah. York knew I was injured and St Johnson didn't 
and I've passed the medical somehow. So, <laughs> so yeah, medicals but, are a bit different. Yeah, though, aren't they? yeah. yeah I think and I had to ring him up in the summer and tell him I needed an operation. He weren't happy about that. At Who was all. the manager? He said he Tommy didn't... Wright. Right. Yeah. So. Has he been at Darlington as well? No, it's a different one. Different. He's Tommy been there Wright. years. No, right. I rang him up and I said because I signed in about I don't know when it was. It might have been February or something like that. And uh, but I knew I was injured, and it come to end of the season, I was like, I can't go up there feeling like this because I I was my groins and my stomach were killing. Oh, God. So I rang him. I said, Look, I need an operation. He was like, What do you mean you need an operation? I was like, My my groins are sore. He said, Well, as long as you're fit for the start of pre season, then that'll be all right. But I ended up going start pre season. I couldn't even move. I was terrible. And that it just got off to a bad start up there. And that's sort of what it all went wrong since then. I had a few fallouts. Walked off training ground a few times. And go on, tell us about that. Oh yeah, I've done this twice in my career. Once, it, I've had, I've, the biggest turnaround I've ever had in my whole life at York. Me and Nigel Worthington, he weren't playing me ever. He, he, he just for some reason I don't know what I'd done. He just weren't giving me a chance, and he had like a, there was a Northern Irish I'd playing on left. Josh, really good player, but he was having a bad time with it, and I should have been getting a chance. Mm. So anyway, Nigel used to come in and he'd name the team maybe on a Thursday or something in the changing room, and he'd put like cones out and say you're playing there, you're playing there, and he, he I weren't in team again, so. I, we walked out and I slammed the door, smashed the door, and I was like, what, what the is going on? How, when am I ever going to get a chance in that? And he was like, he had, he had a few pops. And he's like, do you want to train or not? I went, fucking no, I don't want to train. And so he went, right, in you go. So anyway, I slumped the up floor, walked in. <laughs> and then uh, he went, right, in my office, Friday morning or whatever. Oh, no, it was Thursday afternoon. So I went, yeah, whatever. So I went in the office on Thursday afternoon. And he said, right, this is what you wrote. Do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, of course I want to go. So I had a move. I was already... I knew that he didn't want me, so I was going to go to Wrexham on loan. All right. So I was like, yeah, get me out of here. And uh, anyway, he ranked chairman up while well, I was in office, Jason McGill, and he said, look, this is what Michael would come and get rid of him. And Jason went, no, I don't want him to go. So oh. it, then, so anyway, cutting a long story short, he ended up um, he ended up needing me on the bench away at Markham because they didn't have any players. There was, uh, there, there was a few injuries, so he went, right, so we ended up travelling to Markham, I think it was on a Tuesday night, and he pulled me down to front of the bus. He went, right, you're off to Forest Green tomorrow on loan on a Wednesday. I was like, yeah, fair enough, I'll go, because I just wanted to get out of there. Play so anyway, someone got booked in the game, on the in the marking game, so I had to be on the bench on the Saturday. I couldn't go on loan because there was no players. Then I come on against Berry away at Berry. We drew, uh, we're losing one at half-time. I scored to make it one all. We drew, and then I started every game to end of the season wow. without playoffs. Did you have like a chat with him about it? And... It was it was mental. We, both, wow. we went in at the end of the season... My contract was up and we both sat, we sat in office again and we just laughed at each other. <laughs> we were like, what has happened? Yeah. And he went, Michael, he said, I can't believe like what, what's what gone on. He said, it's been, you've been absolutely amazing. He said, look, I want to give you a new two-year contract right now. Wow. And it was like a lot of, a massive pay rise from what I was on. And he, was, he honestly looked after me. And that's what I liked about a manager like that. He didn't hold the grudge, you know. No, I was doing yeah. the goods on the, I was yeah. doing the job on the pitch. Yeah. And he just, he, so yeah, he gave me a two two year deal. It was unbelievable. And then he got then he left, and I was like, please, Nigel, get another job because I just want to go wherever you went. We didn't get another job. And the one in the the one in the one in Scotland, the one in Scotland was same sort of thing. They just on you know me do like on a Thursday, you do like shit where eleven players against the sub eleven yeah. or whatever. And I was I was I was unbelievable in training. I don't know what got on that day, but I was, everything I was doing was working. I was running past and I was scoring. And Tommy Wright, he went right. He stopped it. And he changed nearly all the eleven into the starting eleven, and then left me in the in the sub eleven. So I may have gone completely, then. and then right back got ball and he ran with it down the line, and I just stood there letting him run past me. And he he stopped session. He went, "What are you doing?" I went, well, "What's fucking pointing me tracking him?" I said, oh, "I don't get a chance anywhere." He went, "Right, off you go." So I slumped, picked the bib, threw it at him. I went, "It's about fucking time," and I walked in. I threw the bib at the bib. I walked in, and then. Uh, Brilliant. Assistant manager comes in after training. He said, "Right, report to Tommy's office tomorrow morning." So I went in on Friday morning, and he basically gave me rock call. He said, "Look, you've not been good enough since you've been up here." And I, and I am. I, I am. I hundred percent annoyed. And I said, "But I've not had enough chances to, to, yeah, to yeah. show that I'm good enough or whatever." Yeah. And he went, "Right, well, you haven't said sorry still. Uh, come back Monday morning." So I had weekend off and come back Monday morning. <laughs> we were all right. He was all right with me after that. But yeah, I've had a few dudes in football, which <laughs> no, a lot of people don't see, do they? So yeah, there been any? Uh, have you seen any flashpoints at Scarborough, FC or Athletic? Has there been any kind of? Yeah, there was a couple. There was, there was one with. There was one with was it, it was Valentine and Luke Dean, in right. training. I think Mez got involved then. Got got Val's. I think 
Val's in Dino used to be a mint trainer, so he'd, yeah. he'd leave the footing on people. And right. Val's had a few pops. I think he caught me actually. He caught me from behind and he caught someone else and I knew Dino was gonna get him. And he got ball and Luke Dean just absolutely annihilated him. It was mint. I was laughing my head off to be fair. <laughs> and then then Mez got involved and grabbed them apart. So yeah, right. that was probably one of them. Yeah, it was Dino didn't take no prisoners. Right, yeah, he was a good player, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, this is another <laughs> random one. Uh, is the Isaac Ascenso song true? I think I've. You think you know the song, don't you? He drinks, yeah. drinks the vodka. He drinks the Jaeger. His cock or dick is massive. <laughs> That's from James Gregory. Um, <laughs> I don't actually know. As uh, some people like don't to stand around in the shower. No, some people like it. to get it out and stand with it flopping about. Tommy and, uh, Taylor. Uh, Tommy Taylor. Like, yeah. And imagine, yeah, Tommy Taylor likes to do that. Keepers are weird, as I've always no, said. Yeah, so yeah, that's probably strange. the reason. But yeah. yeah, I don't even know about that. I think Isaac. Uh, you have to have a look tomorrow, mate. Isaac must stand in the shower in the corner. I don't know. <laughs> he might have a little one. Might, I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Four questions left yeah. here. Let's race on from that one. <clears throat> what is your favourite position, wing striker or attacking mid? Also, what has the difference been in the dressing room since Daz came in? That's from SAFC Roger on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. Striker or attacking mid? Yeah. Uh, depends, really. It depends what... Sometimes I always think I like playing out and out up front, and another mm. times I like I like not. So Does it depend who is in the positions? Yeah, elsewhere? I think around you and stuff. Yeah, I mean my best spell at York was when I played out and out up front. That's right. what, that's when Worthington when we had the chat after the season. Mm. He went, you would have never, you'd never been here if you hadn't played up front because you weren't doing it on the wing. Right. So and that's when I started playing up front after that. And the highest level though was probably Barnsley, wasn't it? Yeah, you and that, on the right wing. Yeah, on the wing, and I was yeah. on the wing at Grimsby most of my time, and on the wing at York most of my time before Worthington come in. So, so how did you find yourself on the left? At Borough all the time because I don't think I remember seeing you on the right. No, I, I think it was just strange. Yeah, it? It, it, it was sort of because he's more of a goal threat from the left. Yeah. Aren't you, where you're coming in on your right foot. Max think, right over the yeah, right. Yeah, Max, Max on the right and crossing the balls and stuff. So mm. I I don't I don't really 